Hello, hello. Welcome back to the IGN Movies Podcast. Keeping it real. This is Jim David of Stax, joined as always by Chris Carl. Hello, everyone. Well, we have a very, it's a very special Keeping It Real today. It's very special. We have joining us in a little bit, none other than Machete himself, Danny Trejo. Dream come true for me. It's really cool. I've never gotten a chance to meet him before, and uh, he's as much of a badass as you would think. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so we pre-taped it. That's why we're... We're not looking into the future. <laughs> we pre-taped that segment, just so you know, the behind-the-scenes. Uh... Yeah, you're letting out all our secrets now, yeah. Matt. Well, um, what we're going to do is we're going to have our usual podcast and old bookend, the Trejo segment. Uh, so let's just dive in and talk about uh, last weekend's box office. We called Act of Valor, opening at number one, um, which is... Indeed, it did. I said that it would make twenty-two. You said it would make twenty-three. The actual retail price, twenty-four point five. So bad, we were bad. within the ballpark. In fact, uh, we also called Tyler Perry's Good Deeds opening in second place. It did. I called it at sixteen million. You called it at twenty-two point five. The actual retail price. 15.6. Damn, Jim. I know. I'm doing good. Doing good. Um, Journey 2 was third place with uh, 13.4. Well, I called it at 13. And Safe House was fourth place with uh, just under 11. Yeah, and you called 15 on that one. Yeah. I called and, 15 on that too. But yeah, I, I thought it would hold a little better, but I guess Act of Valor cut into I didn't have Journey that. 2 anywhere in the mix. Wanderlust, we both grossly overestimated. Uh, well, not gr- well. You kind of did. Uh, you <laughs> called it at fifth place or fourth place with fourteen. I called it in fifth place with ten. It actually opened up in the bottom of the top. Oh, well, in the I think it was uh, four. Hold on, I'm counting to four, five, six, seven, eighth place with uh, six point five million. So yep, dead on so arrival. Good. Not so good. As was uh, Gone with uh, Amanda Seyfried. Which we predicted. Yes. Would not do any kind of success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, that was the box office. Act of Valor, I think it goes to show that, you know, um, there's an audience for video game movies <laughs> out there since... You know, as people have pointed out, Act of Valor, Call of Duty. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and then also, I mean, it's a it's a great um, example of, you know, a movie that's maybe for, um, you know, the, the quote unquote flyover states. <laughs> you know, instead well, of just always I mean, being about you know people that live in L.A. or New York. It's definitely a definitely a uh, patriotic movie. Yep, um, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously that that, that it was sort of not very... met with uh, great praise though by, you know, yeah. um, you know, critics or mostly audiences kind of saw that it was essentially a propaganda piece, but that was fun shoot 'em up. So we have a uh, we have a long history in this country of propaganda pieces. Yeah, so. I think every country actually does. I yeah, think it's just sure. the way it's done. That is the way. Um, but you know, the biggest news this week. Outside of the Avengers trailer, which we'll talk about, was, uh, you know, the Academy Awards were last Sunday. And as expected, the artist won Best Picture. Now, Chris, you didn't even watch it. You just followed it on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I tried an experiment this year. And and trust me, it didn't change my experience. <laughs> like, I, I only followed it on Twitter. I didn't actually turn the TV on to watch it. Um, and, you know, we talked about it a little bit last last episode. But I didn't I didn't really care that much about yeah. uh, these films. You know, it, it, 
I'm sure all of them are great. I'm not going to disparage any. The, the artist won Best Picture as expected and Best Director. Uh, that and Hugo actually dominated the evening. Um, I think uh, the biggest, the most noteworthy things were some of the perceived snubs, uh, such as Rise of the Planet of the Apes not winning special effects. It went to Hugo. Yeah. That is pretty astounding to me. Yeah, that, that sucks. Um, and then... Uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Not that it was expected to win, but the, and we have a piece up on the site about it, Harry Potter film franchise never won a single Oscar. Yeah, that's weird. Not one technical Oscar, nothing. Yeah, it should have won. Lemony Snicket has an Oscar. It should have won some tech tech Oscars for sure. But it never won anything. It shouldn't have won any Best Pictures. I mean, none none of the movies in that series. I mean, it probably shouldn't have won any acting awards. But in the tech categories, I think. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's it's surprising. You know, John Williams score. Yeah. uh, Especially for Prisoner of Azkaban. Costumes, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, So makeup, you know, I mean, Iron Lady won for makeup, but you know, and it's just making. Um, Meryl Streep look older and a little more like uh, uh, Margaret Thatcher, but, you know, creating goblins and all sorts of things. Apparently, that's not Oscar-worthy. Other notable um, uh, perceived snubs uh, were, uh, well, actually, I think the biggest one, and I was a little surprised uh, until I really thought about it, but Viola Davis, um, there was a lot of expectations that she would win Best Actress for the help. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Meryl Streep won for the Iron Lady. Um, the I thing understand. is, though, Meryl Streep was the front runner in the Best Actress race for months, ever since the trailers for the Iron Lady came out. And this is after the help came out. It wasn't until Viola Davis won at um, SAG, at the SAG Awards, that the the discussion became, well, she's going to win Best Actress. Alan and, Baldwin you know, wrote... Uh you can never argue with Meryl Streep winning an Oscar, and I kind of agree with him. Like, and it's also, as Meryl Streep herself pointed out, it's the last time she's ever going to be up there. You know, I mean, uh, Viola Davis is 20-odd years younger than her. Meryl Streep is in her 60s. Um, it's been 30 years since she won an Oscar. So she might get nominated frequently, um, but she hasn't won in 30 years. So it's not like, oh, they gave it to her again. She'll be nominated again, then she won't win. She's exactly right. I mean, you have to understand how the Academy works, and I think she totally does, and and it's a very candid statement, really. So, um, you know, I think uh, all the the folks that felt like they lost out. Now now here's hoping that Apes 2 will actually win the Oscar. Um, It kind of happened with, Transformers. Yeah. They lost a Golden Compass, but they ended up winning it, I think. Other awards. So, I don't know. Well, let's dive into uh, the week's news. Um, Oh, one last thing about the Oscars. Let's talk a little bit about Sacha Baron Cohen's stunt. Now, he was invited to the Oscars because of Hugo. You know, he's a character in Hugo. Um, But, you know, he was on the red carpet, dressed as his character from The Dictator, which is an upcoming movie. And so a lot of people were like, come on, man, you're... You're, you're hawking your movie. None of us are doing it, but you're getting a pass. And then, you know, he dumped, uh, he was carrying this urn, supposed to be Kim Jong-il's ashes, and he dumped it <laughs> over uh, Ryan Seacrest. W- was that stunt funny in your opinion? Was it forced? What, what do you think? I don't even think the point of it is whether it's funny or not. I think the fact of the matter is that Sasha Baron Cohen, no matter what you think of him, is a trickster. He is he is like the old trickster character in Native American legend or whatever. Yeah. He's 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 always going to create chaos 
And I don't think he would be him if he didn't. Yeah. So, like, it's, let's just accept that. And, you know, like, I don't think it was particularly funny. Yeah. I don't have any hatred whatsoever. Yeah, for I mean, Ryan I thought, Seacrest. you know, it's, um, you know, I, I just thought it was kind of lame. I, I feel like um, it's not, uh, there's no real shock value anymore to his his stuff. And I like him. I, I, I like his comedy, but I, I just feel like it's not, it doesn't feel that fresh anymore. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think the shock value after the talking pee hole in, in Bruno, like, you, yeah, tough to top that. Tough to top that. All right. Well, you know what else is going to be tough to top? Thanks for the segue. The Avengers, that oh, new trailer, pretty, pretty, pretty Lord. good. It's Megatron. Uh, we, yeah, I mean, talking of the uh, Transformers, I mean, it's got a real vibe of those movies. For better or for worse, I mean, it has the brong stuff in the in the trailer, but it also has the um, just sort of the feel of of it, you know. Um, but uh, you know, look, we have a rewind theater going up today where we're going to break down the trailer um, in in uh, true nerd uh, dissection fashion, uh, and then Scott Clara put up a kind of an image uh, idea of a rewind uh, theater trailer. Um, what, what overall? What did you think of it? And what what the hell do you think that giant snake thing is at the end? Well, first off, I got a big murder boner watching that trailer. That thing was <laughs> that thing was. Uh, you know, I, I I think any it, it is fan service. You know, Joey's writing a piece today for Hero Worship that's talking about you know how this is a movie that's going to deliver on your expectations, but maybe that's it. But yeah. There's nothing wrong with that in, in terms of in terms of like my enjoyment of that movie. I want to see all the things that I've been dreaming about since I was a kid like unfold on screen. Yeah. And uh, you know, there are moments in that trailer where you know we were watching it with a group of people when we first watched it. There was cheering going on. Oh, you know, yeah. When 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 Hulk snatches him out of the air, you know that first reveal of that snake thing at the end is pretty bad. Well, just even the simple shot of Cap. Iron Man and Thor standing together, dude. You know what? You know what? Frame. Uh, what uh, sequence really got me was um, was Captain America like oh like, plunging out of the yeah, sky. Yeah, yeah, that was great. That's like right out of the books too. We had seen we had seen uh, the um, Iron Man sequence before, where he's kind of fighting his way through the air and like yeah. deflecting missiles and stuff. And that stuff was expanded on, looks more badass. And then there's that sequence also where they're flying through the actual streets, and it looked almost like Spy- Spider Man-y, but like on like yeah. high octane Spider Man, or a, kind of like a Death Star run, but through the streets. I mean, holy there. crap, dude! That, but you know, it's funny. I was watching, I was watching uh, with my fiance last night, and she w- she mentioned the noises. She's like, "Does every trailer now have to have <laughs> the bong noise?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I, I hadn't even thought about that." I want to see somebody do like some sort of, uh, and, and if you're out there and you have the the skills for this, I want to see them go back and recut trailers to like classic movies like you know gone with the wind you know they show terror burning wrong be awesome you know showing the civil war battlefield tomorrow is another day we'll have to do that um so and, and then the other thing she said is what's jeremy renner doing in this movie and i was like exactly he's he's, he's uh it's the prequel to cruising i do like i do <laughs> like i do like that that uh, he and Scarlett Johansson are put more on the shield tip. Mm-hmm. They, I think that makes a lot more sense than trying to say. Well, they have this one line where they're like, "We've never trained for anything like this." Wait a minute, Shield's been saying for the last few movies that 
You know, we're putting a team together. There's this big thing, this big threat. You, you know, shouldn't you have some sort of training against something yeah, <laughs> besides? Yeah. But we did notice in the in the rewind theater um, when they're doing that 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 great shot. You know, you saw it in the Super Bowl trailer too. The the group shot the circling around them. Her um, her cufflinks where her bullets are, um, her wristbands. Uh, they glow blue at one point, like all the other, you know, energy, the alien energy stuff from the, the Cosmic Cube. So perhaps her bullets and his you know, Hawkeye's arrows are tipped with some sort of uh, alien energy. And that's so they can do something besides just fire a nine millimeter at them. <laughs> yeah, because that's not going to cut it. Man. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the only and the best guess we've had is that and explains like, OK, I guess you do have something uh, to offer. Well, Hawkeye, Hawkeye as a sharpshooter could definitely be effective in that situation. But like it, it is like you're looking at that team and you're like, OK, God, all right, this guy's <laughs> hopped up on super soldier serum. This guy's made the best sort of mech weaponry ever. Yeah. And then um, uh, giant green behemoth. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah. And this guy has a has a bow and arrow. <laughs> She's got a nine. And he doesn't wear sleeves. Yeah, and uh, exactly. yeah, it's a fashion statement. <laughs> well, uh, look for a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, of our commentary on the Avengers on uh, IGN movies. Let's move on here. Ghostbusters 3 is in quotes. It's in quote suspended animation, according to Dan Aykroyd. It sounds like he's finally had a reality check in an interview, Damn. and he's just like, "It's not happening. It's in suspended animation," and that Bill Murray is definitely not doing it. It's just not happening with him. I mean, okay, so, so this, let's just write Ghostbusters off. You know, like, yeah, I, I just R. don't R. think. I just don't think it's. I, I, here's what I think is going to happen with Ghostbusters from now on, like. Dan Aykroyd's not going to get his movie made. Obviously, they might make another video game, but uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying, like that could potentially happen. Um, but I think the next time we see Ghostbusters is in a rebooted format, or like the yeah. next generation of Ghostbusters, yeah. or something like that. I, it's not. I don't think it's going to happen with that cast. Yeah, no, I don't. Without see it Bill Murray. Um, other news this week: uh, Prometheus. There was a viral video going around of Guy Pierce as Peter Wayland. And it was at uh, like a, a, a TED conference, and he basically explains the title Prometheus that they stole fire from the gods. He even makes a Lawrence of Arabia reference, so it was pretty cool. And he's talking a very haughty English accent. <laughs> <laughs> there are no actual Ghostbusters in this movie. Um, uh, now I'll just rattle off a couple of news items here. We don't necessarily have to talk about them. Uh, Rumor has it that Lady Gaga is going to cameo as an alien in Men in Black 3. I think Didn't Michael Jackson pop up in, in one of the Men in Black movies? I think he did. I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ed Helms is uh, reportedly circling uh, the vacation sequel. He would play the adult Rusty. We'll see if that actually <laughs> pans out. The guys who wrote... Um, a horrible bosses are going to direct it. And one of them was the kid on Freaks and Geeks with Francis something, right? The kid, the main kid with the oh, the kid who's on Bones now. Yeah, Daily or something, right? Yeah, Francis something, yeah, something that's Irish. Cool. Um, and then uh, Scarlett Johansson is reportedly playing Janet Lee, the star of Psycho, and Alfred Hitchcock in the making of Psycho, and uh, James Darcy from is Master that the name of, of the film. 
It's based on a book. I'm sure they'll give it a, a different title, but that's that's the working title right now. James Darcy is going to play Anthony Perkins, and he actually kind of looks like him, so it's good casting. Uh, Anthony Hopkins is Hitchcock, and Helen Mirren plays his wife, Alma. And it's going to be, the focus of the movie really is on their relationship and the struggles he had trying to get Psycho made. So the Janet Lee role, uh, of course, that she's the one who gets killed in the shower. And Psycho, so Scarlett Johansson will be reenacting that scene, uh, will be a smaller role. I almost feel like Michelle Williams would have been a little bit better for Janet Leigh. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, maybe it was a marquee thing. Maybe, who knows who passed on it before they went True. there. But, you know, I mean, I, I actually don't mind Scarlett Johansson for that But, yeah, role. I, I think you're, you're dead on with uh, Michelle Williams or even, like, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah, Carrie has Mulligan. Has that softer kind of thing that Janet Lee had, but, yeah. She also has the hair for the job. Yeah. I don't, no need to uh, cut the hair. Um, Jason Siegel is reportedly not returning for the Muppet sequel, which is news in and of itself that they're developing a Muppet sequel. They've Disney has reportedly sealed deals with... James Bobbin, the director of the, the last year's movie, and Nicholas Stoller, the co-writer, um, to co-write the script. Uh, Siegel is just too booked with uh, his film and TV commitments, which is a shame. I mean, hopefully, maybe he can still act in it. He just won't yeah. write it. But yeah. we'll have to see. I mean, if they're trying to rush it, you know, he's definitely not going to be available. I bet he's real sad about that. I mean, he was... That the Muppets to him is what Ghostbusters three is to Dan Aykroyd, but yeah. the exception being Jason Siegel made it. You know, yeah. well, you know, I, Dan Aykroyd also made two Ghostbusters movies, so it's like you know, mm-hmm. when, I, I think I think the cool thing for Siegel is that he got to make one, right? Like right. At, at the very least, it would be kind of sad if he never had. I still want to see, and I, I think I've said this like every freaking time we brought up Jason Siegel on this podcast. I still want to see his. His Dracula Muppet movie from uh, from, <laughs> from Forgetting Sarah, Sarah Marshall. Marshall. I want to see that like actually on a stage near me. Um, Adam Sandler dominated the the Razzie <laughs> nominations yeah. with a record, I believe, eleven nominations uh, for his work this year, uh, last year with uh, Jack and Jill and Just Go with It, <laughs> and also movies that he produced like Bucky Bucky Larson, Born to Be a Star. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a built-in audience, though. You know, like I don't, I, I, well, I don't actually ever that feel sorry for Adam Sandler. That that's my boy. It used to be I hate you, Dad. Mm. It's he plays uh, Andy Samberg's dad, and uh, just like this kind of like scumbag dad. Mm. Yeah, I saw the Red Band trailer. And just eh, he doesn't know. look old enough to be Andy Samberg's. Dad. Well, if he if he had had him in high school, yeah, oh, he I would see. be. I mean, he's in his mid forties. Samberg's in his late twenties, so it kind of works. Um, Prana 3 Double D trailer Hell this week. Yes. What would you think of that one? Well, I mean, as you know. <laughs> a movie uh, made just for Chris Yeah, Bell. as you know, I'm, I was a huge fan of the original Piranha. Um, I don't know. I think it's fun because I- anytime you have a sequel to a movie that's ridiculous, you have to, like, bump up the ridiculous factor even more. You know, you got, like, Ving Rhames and that thing with his leg now, a, a gun. So, like Grindhouse. Like Grindhouse. And then the, you know, the whole setting, which which when I originally heard it was like, this is brilliant because yeah. it's so stupid but awesome that it would be in a water park. It, <laughs> water park? Not a water parkette. I don't know what a water parkette is, but <laughs> that it's in a water park. Um, I'm, I'm going to definitely go see it for sure. Now, there were some uh, spy pics from the set of Star Trek that cropped up online. Uh, we oh, didn't, I didn't even see those. Yeah, uh, it's Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch, the villain. Benedict 
Cumberbatch. God, we needed the villain with his name. And uh, Zachary Quinto Spock and, and Zoe Saldana's Ohura uh, fighting on what appears to be like a, a, a space barge. Um, it's kind of spoilerish picks, but it shows Cumberbatch's uh, still, you know, unnamed, unrevealed character wearing like this kind of silvery trench coat and a black. Uh, Starfleet uniform. You can see like a faded uh, Starfleet Starfleet insignia on his chest, hmm. which pretty much narrows down uh, characters he could be playing. Uh, he sure doesn't look like Khan, so it, it's beginning hmm. to me to smell more like. Um, uh, there were a number of characters that were used in the comics. Uh, I mean, in the old show, uh, uh, like Gary Mitchell. And all that, who were Starfleet officers gone bad. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's something like that. You know, I don't know. I, I, I'd be curious to see um, when they're finally going to reveal. I don't understand why they're trying to keep it a secret still if the photos are out there. Just tell it's, us who it is. It's a mistake um, to not have Klingons in this movie if they don't. Yeah. Um, I think I think we need to see some some Klingons, you know, like the Romulans are cool to include in the first movie, but let's get some, but they were always kind of the B team. I thought in terms of the aliens, like they were good. Um, and and stuff, but let's let's face it, the clowns are the they're the alpha well, one. In the in the original series, they both just kind of looked like really angry elves, you know. Like, <laughs> um, now the Lone Ranger started shooting finally, so uh, it's not dead. Minus werewolves. Uh, the Indiana Jones Blu-ray box set is coming. It was officially announced, including even a, a nifty. Uh, trailer, you can see that on the site. That makes me very happy. I mean, that's like one of the holdout Blu-rays, right? Like yeah. that, that fans are really clamoring for, and Jaws and stuff like that, you know. Um, but now, for what is an, another big piece of news, Joel Kinnaman, who uh, you know from The Killing, um, if you watch a show, has been cast as RoboCop, the title role, yeah. RoboCop. Um, what do you think about uh, – what are your thoughts overall about uh, a new RoboCop film, sort of a, a reboot in a way? I like it for like um, – because I think RoboCop just had this horrible, horrible legacy after the first film. Which is a I, shame. I, yeah, exactly. Such a great original movie. And then you know, I think it just kind of fell apart down the line. Um, I'd like to see RoboCop. Didn't they do only, a TV series of RoboCop too, I, like a brief one? I think so. And like then, they did that with Conan as well. Yeah, so I'd like to see RoboCop not only into, you know come into its own as a movie franchise, but I'd like to see them develop some a cool game to go along with it. Yeah, because it really lends itself to a cool game. And, oh yeah, it would and totally uh, be I would I would love to see those like developed in unison. Joel Kinnaman, to me. Is he's a little, little tall for the role, and he's also a little uh, young looking. I mean, he's, he's yeah. speaking of uh, evil elves. He looks but I, like. <laughs> but I personally, you know, he was up for the role of Loki. Oh, in, interesting. In Thor. Yeah. I think he could do. A, I think I think he can do a good job though in the role. Like I think he's a great yeah. actor. I just don't know what his look is going to be, and I'm sure you know when we start. I wonder it. how different the suit might be. Like, will they just radically change the design? I mean, to me, it's like the helmet is. Pretty iconic in the gun. I think they know? need to keep both those things. They need to keep the gun and the leg and yeah. the helmet. I think everything else you can mess with a little bit. Okay. Um, 
Now, we're not going to, again, uh, get into too many spoilers about it, but you can check out our review of John Carter on the site. Uh, Stephen Lambrecht, our Aussie editor, give it four stars. Um, really, the buzz on the movie has it. been quite good, and and you know the reviews are popping up all over the internet today. And I think, by and large, people really like this movie. Yeah, I mean, what's surprising me is that I have people saying, "What do you mean it's good?" <laughs> like they've made up their mind. Yeah, and they're like, "No, you're wrong." And it's like yeah. you haven't seen it, and I, I can understand why they leap to that conclusion, but. If you have enough people whose opinion you value enough to to be a reader of tell you the same thing, maybe you should just you know, uh, you know, raise your hopes just a little bit. Go in there and and say I how mean, you feel about it. Trust us, we heard everything that everybody was saying ahead of time. We said half of it, yeah. <laughs> you know? And and so like, uh, and we were wrong. It, it was is, good. It is a it is it is a what Stephen said, which is absolutely true, is a blockbuster with heart. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it is fulfilling. I really can't wait to see it again. Actually, yeah. I, was, I just thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it's not perfect. It's definitely got some issues, but um, as a potential franchise starter, and we'll we'll have to see how it does. Um, you know, it de- definitely whets my appetite to see you know another John Carter movie down the line. Um, again, hopefully, maybe you know the positive buzz. Uh, maybe the movie will have legs. I know it's opening up a week before Hunger Games, but um, you know we'll have to see how Hunger Games is too. I mean, I'm sure that'll do fine. You know, and it'll mm-hmm. be maybe it'll be a pretty good movie. I, I haven't seen it yet. It's junketing this weekend, so, uh, yeah, so our own Eric Goldman will have seen it. Um, I know he'll know it all about it before anyone else will. <laughs> that lucky bastard. <laughs> all right, folks. Well, we're going to segue now to our Danny Trejo interview. Yes. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Now, stick through that, and then we'll come back and we'll wrap up with uh, what's opening up this weekend and more of our dead-on predictions. Hey, everybody. We are here with a very, very special guest, actor Danny Trejo, who you know, of course, from Machete and, and Heat and a bunch of things from Dust Till Dawn, the Spy Kids movies. Thanks for being on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Is that the greatest voice Ever. It just is the, the greatest voice ever. I just you could cut diamonds with that. That's so <laughs> cool. Um, he's on uh, today to uh, talk about his new film Recoil. Now you're in this movie with Steve Austin. Uh, with Stone Cold Steve Austin. That's right. That right. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. He's now, awesome. now, aren't you? Uh, you're the bad guy in this one, right? Yeah, yeah. I am the bad guy, and Steve Austin is. Uh, he makes a great good guy. He's a good bad guy, really. You know, I mean, yeah. he's a good bad guy. And, and uh, uh, our town that we have taken over, this bike gang, the bicycle biker gang that we've taken over, and uh, we've taken over this town, and, and uh, he comes to clean it up. You know, so very kind of. It sounds like a western almost, sort of. It, like. You know what? It has that that western flair, but uh, with no horses. I know the horses are iron. That's right. <laughs> now, what was the what was the most fun uh, you you had uh, making that movie? Was it the fight scenes? The fight having the fight with Steve Austin. Yeah. This is give me a beer, guy. You know. What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he, we we strap each other's hands together and we just like blaze on each other. So the the fight is amazing. I think out of all the movies that I've ever seen or ever been in. The fight with me and Steve Austin is just like the just the just, just so hardcore. Uh, you have a boxing background, yeah. so I mean that must have been kind of fun to, to well, 
Go to town on him? (laughs) Having a boxing background kind of helps with movie fights, if you know how to throw movie punches. And then Steve Austin, who has the wrestling background, so it makes the fight. It's like so real looking. When I was watching it, I was like, oh, I mean, mean, it even, to me, it looked like he smacked him. (laughs) Yeah. Now, um, you're also, uh, were you uh, a biker before you did this movie? Did you have a lot of experience running bikes? Yeah, I've always always had motorcycles. You know I mean? I have a bike right now that I built. It's called the machete bike, and it's all nice. machetes and machete down tube and machete sissy bars, and the wheels are all machetes, you know, so... Well, so it's on tour right now. Well, yeah. speaking of that, we uh, we just heard uh, Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez, saying that he wants to do finally do Machete Two. April, April twenty ninth. We start Machete Two. Machete Kill. <laughs> <laughs> so check this out. You can't see this on on uh, podcast, obviously, but the inner lining of uh, his jacket. That's what a machete. Have? Oh, Machetes nice. <laughs> Pretty nice. See, now that's that's an argument Always. for custom, <laughs> custom-made suits right there. <laughs> I love going through the airport, and then and, and they, I'll say, okay, you got my toothpaste, but ha, you didn't get my machete. <laughs> now, um, uh, the only guy who can get away with that. And then, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, pretty Jim much, or I did that, we'd be, we'd be detained. Much, yeah, pretty much I'd be in jail right now. So, uh, okay, so machete that's kills. Funny you say that because the thing is, Who's that guy that beat up the bathroom on the and the the guy that beat up the bathroom in the airplane and he started yelling at him because he they told him to put his phone away. Oh, Alec Baldwin. You know I mean? Yeah, and, yeah. You know what? If I did that, I go to prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> now, uh, but we, I think it's so cute when they talk about. Hollywood bad boys beat up, beat up a bathroom. You know what I mean, <laughs> when, when they start talking about Hollywood bad boys, are you just kind of like I, just, I, I, I reign so supreme? I immediately, I immediately think of what well, did they do a robbery or did they <laughs> exactly. shoot somebody? Yeah. And it's like uh, they, you know, they beat up Rihanna or something. <laughs> no, no, when you see when you see like these uh, these movies, these you know actors playing. Tough guys or, or ex-cons or whatever. Are, are, do you look at that and just like these guys didn't do a bit of research or they don't? They yeah. just don't have the walk. They don't. Well, like, you, you kind of think it's cute, you know. You guys, <laughs> that's really cute. You know, somebody's <laughs> wife in prison, but it'd be cute now. You know? It's like seeing a kid dress up as Superman <laughs> or something. Like, ah, they think they can fly. That is so nice. <laughs> a little red cape on him. That's adorable. <laughs> we were talking uh, about Jake Gyllenhaal and this. Time, <laughs> this time. Oh boy, <laughs> it's so funny because I did a movie called uh, uh, Bubble Boy. Oh yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal, and he was just getting started. So he's so funny because he had to ask me, he says, "Danny, what would happen to me in prison?" And I chased <laughs> really him around <laughs> for about half a day. Come here, I'll show you, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> now, you worked with his sister too, yeah, right? Maggie. And Maggie said, "Did you really chase my brother?" Yeah. <laughs> now, were you, t- were you telling me she she plays a, a um... she plays an ex-con? She just gets out of prison. It's an amazing movie. In fact, yeah. I didn't want to do it because it was like it was like really like drama stuff. You yeah, know what I mean, and, yeah. and, uh, and <laughs> I play the like the good guy in that, yeah. and she gets out of prison, and everybody literally uses her the way you know. It's tough for a woman to get out of prison, you know, and she goes to a halfway house, and she's trying to talk to the director about, hey, can I go see my kids? You know, please, I just let me see my kid, and he's kind of like, well, sure, dear, sure, uh, come here, let me talk to you, and you know, the next 
the next scene, she's down in the basement, you know, getting ripped off, you know. Oh, so, man. And then she gets to go see her kids. But when they told you she's going to play an ex-con, were you like, wait, wait, what? I, you know what? <laughs> I got I to confess. You know, at first, I thought, well, Maggie? But you know what? If you ever want to see a great movie and you want to see somebody really kick a, 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 a part in the ass, check out Sherry Baby. She, yeah, it's great. I mean, it. I want to tell you something. I showed that movie in a woman's prison and... And literally, when the lights came on, 90% of the women were in tears. They just couldn't, because that's, oh, wow. she nailed it. I mean, she nailed it more than I've ever seen an actor nail anything. Now, uh, do you do a lot of work in, in prisons? Yeah, I go and speak at all of them and talk in and, and, uh, high schools and juvenile halls and youth authorities and stuff, because uh, you got to give it back. Awesome. Now, um, you know, when, when, you're, uh, when you're working on a film, are, are you are you primarily drawn to uh, just where it's going to film and like how much fun it might be? Are you drawn to the story? Like what sort of what interests you in wanting to make a particular picture? Well, my my agency has a way of of getting stuff I like. They get ten scripts a week or whatever, and they'll pick out three or so and they'll give me a little synopsis of them, you know. And and usually we'll go with what Gloria kind of like likes because it's. It usually like fits me pretty good, you know. It's like you know, I'll, you know, first thing I'll ask is, is how much money, and then she'll kind of wait, and she'll she'll kind of like set it to where it's right. I get the right amount of money, and I get, and, I, and and it's a good it's a good movie. That's Recoil was like a film that I wanted to do just because of Steve Austin. I, I, oh yeah, you know, dying to work with him, you know, and, yeah, and. Um, He's just, he's such a nice guy. And then I, I did a movie a long time ago called Delta Farce with right. Larry, the cable right. guy. And I just, oh, come on, who do I want to work with him? You know? yeah. so, so a lot of times it's who's in the movie that I, I, I want to, I want to, I want to do. Yeah. Now you have a uh, badass coming up. So we premiered the trailer for that just yeah. a couple of months ago. Tell me a little bit about that. Now, is it, am it I hearing this story. correct that it's a true story? It's yeah. a true story. It was about a, a Vietnam vet that was sitting on a bus and these two guys jumped on this old man. You know, two young guys, and and uh, he, hey, cut it out! You got, you know, cut it out! Stop it! And, and they said, okay, old man, well, how about we kick your ass? So they jumped on him, and he beats the shit out of both of them. And so they got it on on video, you know. And so the the caption is kind of, you picked the wrong senior citizen to mess with. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've actually seen that. Video. You've obviously seen the video then too during the movie, but uh, it is a, an interesting slice of reality. This dude yeah. does. Yeah own a couple of dudes on the bus. <laughs> and you don't think he's going to either. You're just well, kind of like, what? You, know, you work with uh, Charles Dutton and yeah, uh, Ron Perlman in that. So those are well, two Ron Perlman, good. I'm doing Sons of Anarchy with Ron Perlman. Right. You know, so, and he's a buddy. We've been friends for a long time. I, I've, I've always liked his work. I liked him. You know, and, and, uh, and then and then Charles. Charles has a bit of a shady background. Not shady. You can't say shady. A well, he's, of, well, he's I mean, a, a fighter. Too, right? Ex-con, yeah. yeah. You know, and so... Uh, you know, we got along great, you know, yeah. touches. <laughs> you just kind of have a, you know, when you meet an ex-convict that's kind of make it, you almost kind of like want to hug and say, we made it. <laughs> and it's not, it's not, yeah. you know, people think that making it is, is outside. It's not making it is inside. You're making it is inside you, you know. So if you were in the hole in Soledad five years ago and all of a sudden you're digging a ditch, you made it. You know, you're outside. You're free, you know. So I have keys today, you know. You you, 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 you kind of, uh, you kind of like, like little stuff. Like, you know, I have keys, 
you know, I'm, right. oh, wow, you know. Yeah. Now, um, when you uh, uh, when you were working with. Uh, you know, Ron Perlman, you said that you also, you, you're uh, obviously you're in Sons of Anarchy. Um, you're coming back for the, the next season. Yeah, what can yeah. you tell us a little bit about Ooh, that? Wow, that's, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a CIA agent, and uh, I kick some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Have you already filmed your scenes for the new no, season? No, uh, no, we start that, uh, I think in May, in May. May. So it's going to be a quick shoot then for a machete. Oh, yeah. For, oh, well, yeah. Robert, you know, Robert's. Robert's the whiz kid when it comes to shooting because we start in April, May. Probably, I'll start. I'll start filming in May and June. You're coming back and forth. All right, all right. Now, yeah, um, now, it, is, it, is it true that the third machete wants to see you going to space? space yeah, machete. So it's like Jason going to space. space. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I, for one, love when things go to space. I love movies that go to hey, actually go to that's space. Where we're all going there. You know? <laughs> this one sounds like it's almost kind of like a Bond movie, though. It's yeah. a much more global yeah. kind of thing. What, what, what can you tell us about what we can expect to see machete you do? You know what? I can't around? say too much other than the, the cartels are in trouble. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's safe to assume that machete kills in this movie. Yeah, yeah it's safe to assume that we we have to go more over the top than jumping out of a window holding on to guts. You know? <laughs> That's still my favorite kill of the year, Ever. right there. You know, that was awesome. Now, did did um uh for for uh for the first machete um you know you you had to be struck by the fact that this this character that you just kind of did as a lark really had kind of taken hold of the the kind of the the public you know imagination we talked about machete when we were doing desperado me and robert we talked about it he like he says you're perfect for it and then then we always talked about it and got ideas and stuff and then when they did grindhouse they needed fake trailers to put in between so robert says come on let's do a trailer so so we shot the trailer for Machete as maybe an ohm to Machete if we never did it. You know, we were doing but the minute we walked out of the theater after they saw that trailer, it was just on. I mean everybody's yeah. cheering, screaming at Robert, Hey, let's do this, let's do this. People were coming up to him asking Tim, Can I be a part of this? You know, actors <laughs> yeah. were asking him, Can they be a part of this? Well it's got a hell of a cast in it <laughs> too. Got to hang with De Niro. <laughs> yeah, you got to hang Well, you worked so with him on, on yeah. Heat, so, so that's that's when, gonna go. When we did Heat, you know, I mean I mean I was like so blown away to Robert De Niro. Baddest. You got to get killed by him too. Ever, ever. I begged him to kill me, but, but <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but the funny thing was that when my son met Robert De Niro, my son was like nine years old, Gilbert, right? And he's, I said, Robert, that's my son, Gilbert. Gilbert's my son. And my Gilbert, Robert goes, Hi, Gilbert. And my son goes, You talking to me? <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> and I, you know, and I mean, he's nine years old. You ever didn't see that movie? The Comedy Channel. Dad, you know, he watched the Comedy Channel. <laughs> Robert loves. They got along great. Oh, that's they, awesome. Doing great. <laughs> and then when I when I ran into Robert on Machete, it was funny because he goes, we bumped each other by the tree. He goes, you, hey, <laughs> you, number one on the call sheet. You, because that was my starring role. Yeah. And it's your starring role. I looked at him and said, uh. 
Can I get you some coffee, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> How can you say you are starring in a movie with Robert De Niro? Yeah, awesome. He's your co-star. Right? He's, yeah. the, he's the guy, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now, um, uh, from what I understand, a couple of the uh, uh, the other actors from the first Machete are going to be in the, the sequel. Do you, I, can, you, can you say? You know what? what? I have no idea. You know, that's, that's Robert's deal. Robert yeah. would call me and say, come on, show up. You know, <laughs> He has a standing yes at the agency, you know, and so True, true. So uh, I just finished talking to him, and he just said, "You know, we we're you know we got we're putting together a great cast." So, so I don't know how much greater you can get than the last one. I got to kiss Jessica Alba, Michelle Rodriguez, and Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's, it's not a bad day at work. I mean, come on, you know. It's, You're it's, gonna, what you should then, do is call up and then all request. my friends, my head. I have three, Mario, Max, and Craig. They were all trying to kiss me. <laughs> get away! <laughs> no, give me a kiss. You kiss Jessica Alba. <laughs> That's what no. you do. You call you call Robert up next week with a bunch of requests. You're like, all right, let's. Who's... I, I just saw Helen Chastain in the help. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Now uh, you were in the Muppets, but the scene got cut, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, can... the Muppets was too long. It was a great scene, though. It was like the 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 jailer comes in and says, "Okay, you Muppets, you know you're being bailed out," and then the camera goes on. I, I'm a Muppet. <laughs> so, but I got cut out. Do, do you, did they tell you if it's going to be on the, the Blu-ray yeah, or not? It's gonna be on, I think it's going to be on the Blu-ray, isn't it? Uh, it's supposed to be. Yeah, Should it be, know, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, because I know. Because my son called me up, right, because I was working when he, when the Muppets came out. They went and seen it. And, and uh he calls me. Dad, I got some good news and some bad news. Like, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's the news? The bad news. Bad news is you were cut out of the Muppets. I said, you're kidding. What's the good news? Just, uh, they're not asking for their money back. <laughs> cool. What? Hey, look, that's a decent day, right? So I'm glad to hang out with some, some Muppets. And what was so cool is my, my, my son, his two little younger brothers, he got to take them on the set. So they were like, just, you know, wow. You know, they sat and talked to the Muppets for a couple hours. So that was a that Oh, was that's a fantastic. Yeah, we're huge, uh, huge fans of the Muppets around here. Um, now, uh, Spy Kids, uh, any talk of doing another one of those? I know you guys had... I don't know. I, you yeah. know Robert's like, you know, what are we going to do here? I think I think we're going to be pretty hooked with Machete goes into outer space. That's going to be a, after, <laughs> be after this. One, but no, no, like Machete uh, 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 Spy Kids crossover there? That could be Who wants good. that? You know? Well, I'm just saying, like, Rodriguez seems like the kind of guy that's like, eh, I got a weekend free. Let's go make a movie. And he'll, he'll do everything well, himself. He is. He it's is amazing. that guy. Like how does how does he how does he kind of pull it off? Because we've know, met plenty we, of people. I think, Robert, I think Robert and I both have a, a a little saying that a busy man has time to do everything. You know, I, I love that. You know what I mean? It's, it's a like, great time. You stay busy. You know what I mean? It's like you know, and yeah, you sleep when you die. But like you know, it's <laughs> <laughs> true. You know, it's true. Now um, uh, we also we, we loved you uh, in uh, Predators. You had a, a small scene, but yeah. you knew that that shit was real when you're the first one that gets whacked. Well. You're like, Predator. oh, no, it's on. Predator killed Danny Trejo. Predator. In fact, I wasn't going to do Predator. I was still shooting Machete. And I said, come on, Robert, Predator, I want to be in that. Because in the trades it said, uh, uh, intimidating, like Danny Trejo. So I walked into Robert's office. I said, hey, what are you doing? I'm here. Like me? How about me? And he says, he says you got to finish. Okay. He said, go ahead. So they let me go to shoot. Predator, but I had to hurry and die because I had to come back and finish Machete. <laughs> They're like, well, we'll kill him off first. So, so uh, of the actors you've worked with, who would you say is like the, the legitimately like toughest, toughest guy? 
that you worked with? You worked with a lot of tough Jake guys. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> Bubble boy, man. He would break you, you know over what? your knees. You got to. You got to remember. Uh, tough. There's a lot of things that go to tough. And, and I know people are going to yell at me, but when you look at somebody like like George Clooney, okay, he was like a Hollywood guy. He grew up in Hollywood. His aunt, but. You know, George has got a side to him. I wouldn't mess with. I wouldn't mess with George Clooney. You tell yeah. you the God's honest truth. I mean, I've been with all of them. They're all everybody. You know, but on the honest to God, when you like, kind of like, look at okay, well, this guy has had enough time to know how to like, you know, bust you in the head with a weight if if shit happens. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the Batman I wanted to you see him play. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He deserves another chance in the cowl right you know. there. Now, um, and uh, I, I like George. I really like George. He's the nicest guy in the world. But those are the guys. You know, the guys that it's so funny because I, I see guys go out for roles and they come, ah, mother this. But Hollywood wants guys that can act tough. Don't want tough guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and if you ever get a look at George, get a look at his eyes, and you're not sure whether he's gonna kill all these sons of bitches. <laughs> well, he's got a great. He's got a great scene <laughs> in that last movie of his. Uh, it's a March where it's like I, I'm not gonna. I try and give it too much away, but there's this one scene near the end where his eyes just, yeah. you, like you said, it yeah. changes, and he suddenly that's, you're like, "Oh shit, this guy kind of means business." I, I I love actors that can say more with their eyes yeah. than you know, because <laughs> then it sounds like like. Who's that guy? Wah, 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 <laughs> yeah, wah, from wah. Charlie Brown. <laughs> now, yeah, it seems like um, uh, a lot of actors think that you know they'll by being tough they'll just you know drop a lot of f bombs yeah, or something. Yeah, and it's yeah, like it's, and yell and yell. Yeah, it's yeah. like you look at like say I don't know Pacino and The Godfather. He didn't. He no. was just stone cold. He didn't even you know raise what? his I, voice. I am know? more afraid of the guy that says, "Look, I'll kill you." And then I'll go kill the guy that dry cleans your clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Now get away. Then the guy that's screaming and yelling, rah, rah, rah. Yeah, exactly. Full of steroids, shaking his, <laughs> you know, flexing his arm. I and mean, that guy's nothing. You know, but, yeah. but that guy that, whoa, that's the guy you got to watch out for. True. Now, um, you've got uh, uh, you've got a bunch of projects that that are listed as in the works. Uh, can you clear up some of these if you're if you're really doing them? In a, uh, tarantula? Tarantula. I don't know if we're doing that or not. Yeah, up in the air. Who knows? <laughs> Gloria, you have to ask Gloria, my agent. She's yeah. the one that keeps all that stuff. She cool. just says you're doing this, and okay. Now you show shit. up and kill a giant spider, or whatever. It's all <laughs> exactly. in the work. I don't care. He does that at lunch. That's nothing. Challenge the man. He's going into space with a machete. You know, yeah, just, the, tarantula is nothing. To I'm him. the only actor that that has to say, I really don't know what I'm doing. I just kind of like show up. <laughs> that's, that's now, cool. Is there is there uh, any particular uh, actor that you'd like to work with that you haven't had a chance to yet? Oh. Uh, Nah. Well, you know what? I, I like The Rock. I like The Rock. He's oh, cool. Yeah. He seems like a be a lot of fun, you know, fun guy. He is a cool know. dude, actually. Yeah, we've we've gotten a chance to interview him a few yeah. times, and, and he's then, just a really but, fun but, guy. Uh, I, we're doing. I'm doing a movie in Romania, and it's called Death in Tombstone. It's a western. Nice. And I think that's going to be like a lot of fun. I love westerns anyway. You yeah. know, I was going to ask you about, oh, about doing I play a western. A bad guy, man. I, I play a really bad guy. What's it, what's it about? It's kind of about I'm a leader of a gang, and my brother, me and my brother, are just the Blackwater gang. You know, we're like just badasses, and and I think we they 
my gang kills me, and then I make a deal to come back and 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 just oh, nice waste all that. I just when are you gonna when are you gonna see? I can't wait for you this. Start one. that. You, yeah, uh, I, I leave for Romania March tenth. All right, so you're yeah. doing that, then you're going to Machete, yeah. and then you've got to go to uh, Sons of Anarchy, I guess. Yeah, so Sons of Anarchy and um, uh, Tarantula. And Tarantula. Yeah, Tarantula. <laughs> something else. They're, they're doing something. The guys that did King's Badass. King's too. That's right. The guys that did Badass are doing a film that they want me to do in, in after I finish Machete. So, so um, I mean, some of these uh, filmmakers are, are kind of like up-and-comers. Like, how, how do they even get... To, to get near you, to get them to get you to be in their movies. They, they, just... they you know, get a hold of my, my agent, Gloria. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's pretty cool. And then we love working with up-and-comers and stuff because, you know, because after they become comers, then it's like they'll still call me because I help it's like them. Rodriguez. Yeah, yeah, like Robert Rodriguez. I mean, you've, you've got a great track record with, it's like... It's funny. You know, it's like I've got... IMDb's got me doing 400 movies or 300. I don't know how many movies. But a lot of those are like student films that they've asked me to like. <laughs> you must be like a millionaire. I got to pay 100 bucks for that movie. <laughs> like student films and first-time oh, nice. directors and ultra-low budgets and stuff like that. But you That's seem like, like really generous with your time and, and everything just to be able to go out there and, and work with folks. And especially, you know, you just like you said, a, a lot of, you know, rising kind of yeah. filmmakers and stuff that really want to, you know, work with somebody as iconic as you. Now, I mean, I remember, I think the first, one of the first things I saw you in, besides Heat, I think, was, um, uh, oh, God, the, the Runaway Train. Yeah, that was the first you know, movie I did. First movie you did, yeah, right? The what, what's the story about how they discovered you on that again? I was a, a drug counselor, and I was working with a kid who was a PA on that. Oh, and, no kidding. Uh, and, um. I don't know if anybody knows it, but in 1985, cocaine was insane on movie sets. It was, mm-hmm. it was just. I, I, I know that, that yeah. you know. Yeah, that's. I think, was, yeah, nobody it was knows that. Pretty much, yeah. you know, <laughs> you know, everywhere, right on every. I mean, you know. it was just crazy. And this kid had 108 days clean. I remember he called me up, and he just said, "Hey." I can't do it, man. I'm going to get loaded. There's so much blow here. Will you come down and hang out? And I had 17 years clean and sober, so I was kind of his sponsor. I just went down to hang out with him. You know, and and uh, I, I walked out of the movie and said, I'll never forget this guy. says, hey, do you want to be in this movie? And Because uh, I, I walked on and it was the cutest thing I'd ever seen. All these guys were like. Acting like tough guy, they were like, "Hey, mother!" You know, and guys would come up and look at, "Hey, does this look tough?" I go, "Yeah, you'd be somebody's wife in prison. <laughs> really tough." And I kept smearing their tattoos. They all had tattoos and smeared. And, uh, and this guy asked me, "Do you want to be in this movie?" And I said, "What do I got to do?" And he said, "Do you want to be an extra?" And I said, "Extra what?" You know, and he says, "Can you act like a convict?" And I'd been in every penitentiary in the state of California. So I, I said, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> and I'll never forget. He goes like this. He goes. And I'm trying to figure out what stupid neighborhood is that? You know, I, thought he was, I thought he was like, you know, that was his neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'll slap. And so I, I took off my shirt and I put on their blue shirt. And he goes, leave your shirt off. And I, I'm sitting there with this big tattoo I got on my chest. Guy comes over and says, you're Danny Trejo. And I go, yeah. He says, Danny, I saw you fight in San Quentin. And I go, yeah, you're Eddie Bunker. And I knew this guy. Oh, yeah? We were in prison together. And I, 
I said, uh, what's up, Eddie? And he goes, what are you doing here? I says, I'm, I'm hanging out with this kid that wants to stay clean. And he goes, yeah, yeah, we heard you were doing that in the joint. You were like staying clean. And he says, you want a job? I said, I got one. They're going to give me 50 bucks for acting like a convict. And he says, well, we need somebody to train one of the actors on a box. And I said, what's it pay? And he said, 320 a day. And I said, I'll bet you want this guy beat up. I <laughs> told me Godzilla for 320 bucks. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 you got to be careful because the actor's real high strung. He's already socked a couple of people. And I says, Eddie, for 320 bucks, you can give him a stick. You know, I couldn't believe it. I've been beat up for free. You know? <laughs> so I started training Eric Roberts. They got, they, yeah. they got Eric agreed that I would train I started training Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts, high strong? Eric Roberts, high strong. No way. He was a little bit high strong back in the 80s. You know? and, uh, started training him, uh, and Eric was, uh, Eric respected me, so he would do whatever I told him. And Andre Kajalowski saw that, and he just came over and said, you, be in movie. Oh, that's awesome. And I didn't know what that meant. I said, what are you talking about? What's he talking about? Shut up. <laughs> and so I, I'll never forget what it, when he was, he was, uh, because they were arguing because I wasn't SAG. I didn't know what SAG was. I'd never been on a movie set in my life. And and Andre goes, look. And he goes to Eric. And he goes, oh. <laughs> and then he goes to the guy that they had cast for this fight. And he goes, oh. <laughs> look. <laughs> Make him SAG and walked away. So. Yeah. I just everybody started calling me Mister from then on. You know, That's oh, awesome. This is cool, you know. And so I, I I I end up being the boxer with Eric in that in that film. So it, it just it must be so surreal for you what a what a a life you've led and what a journey you've had. I mean, most people you know would be you know lucky to even get discovered for a movie, let alone. You you've got such a sort of a, a you know iconic status now. I mean it's it's got to be Robert Robert Rodriguez says from ex con to icon. You know what I call it divine intervention. It's like you know they got something going for him, but I think you just got to keep paying it back. And I realize that everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. I went down there to hang out with that kid to stay clean. I I don't know anything about the movies. In fact, I thought he worked in a warehouse because we went down to a warehouse district in Dogtown. I didn't know what a PA was. He's come on, I'm a PA. Okay, it sounds like a professional act. (laughs) (laughs) So I went down to hang out with him, you know, and and bang. Now, do you have a a personal favorite of all the movies you've done? I I can imagine, but... Well, you know what? I mean, like, I would have loved Machete even if I wasn't in it, but I think after Machete, I think... I think Heat was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. You know, just I got to meet Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Val. Kim, come yeah. on, I got to re- a hell of a cast for that Batman, movie too. You know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. And, and you got you got Michael Mann too. Michael I mean, Mann. He was, yeah. he was I actually met Michael Mann before. I did a um, I did a, a a TV series with Michael Mann called. Kiki Camarena, Drug Wars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Years ago with Michael Mann. And he, me and him became kind of tight. And then when Michael Mann did the Jericho Mile, he right. met my uncle in Folsom. Because my uncle was was in, in Folsom when Michael Mann was shooting. And he had to talk to my uncle and some of the other Mexican leaders. So the, 
Yeah, that was a great movie. I saw that. That was kind of Michael Mann's first real yeah. kind of feature that he yeah. did. Um, uh, I guess we'll have to start wrapping it up here. But we just want to say thank you so much for doing this, for taking the time out to uh, to talk to us. You have something? You got a message you know here for yeah, our listeners? I don't forget. My son, Gilbert, uh, his band is playing March 17th. And the band is named De Novo. It means... Uh, to look at something again coming around. Okay. De novo. And he's playing with Lenny from Motorhead. Oh. And with Slim Jim from the Straight Cats. They got a new band called Head Cat. Head Cat. Where are they playing? playing? March 7th at the Roxy. Oh, nice. wow. It's, uh, it's uh, in Los Angeles. And it's uh, Mark Mahoney is throwing a huge party. The Shamrock Tattoo is throwing a Parlor showing a throwing a huge party at the Roxy. I know what I'm going to do now. My pad is there. <laughs> Everybody's right there. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming thank by, you guys, man. And and thanks for being such kind of a, a just a stand up guy all around and everything that you've been doing for a lot of folks from you know people with uh, substance abuse problems to you know ex cons to everything. I mean, it just it's you're a rarity, and we just want to say thanks. And we also spay and neuter dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, man, the this is the last my, thing your dog my, will ever my, see is machete. My wife has. <laughs> uh, uh, my wife has a foundation called Canine Compassion, and they actually spay and neuter dogs. So there's just too many puppies in the world. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, wow. I just thought I'd throw that in. All <laughs> right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank Take you. care. Okay. Thank Bye-bye. you. All right. We're back. That was the one and only Danny Trejo with a voice like a dragon. <laughs> That guy is a badass, so no awesome. doubt about it. Um, all right, well, in the time we have left, let's talk about what's opening up this weekend. We have uh, Dr. Seuss's The Lorax, uh, plus Tim and Eric's billion-dollar movie, which has been on video on demand and is getting you know, a, um, a limited release. And then also we have uh, Project X, which is a the teen comedy produced by Todd Phillips, who did The Hangover and due date and old school. Um, so uh, they're projecting the biggest opening of the year uh, so far for the Lorax. Um, Chris, what, what do you, what are you thinking? What do you think it's going to do? Um, so I, I do think Lorax is going to be number one uh, easily. Um, I think I'm going to say 56. Oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds, that's I think within the range of predictions. Uh, what about number two? And, and then I think project X. Okay. Um, I think that one has a little bit, uh, you know, I think it's got good buzz right now and I think a lot of college kids will go see it, et cetera. But the one problem it has is rated R. It's not going to get that, that teen crowd into it, but I do think it's going to open at about, I think it'll be about 24 million. Okay. Um, a robust box office. I think, I think so actually, because it, it, it actually appeals to uh, multiple people. Do you think active valor is going to hang in there? Well, or do you think that, um, well, you know, again, I think that's a a kind of a different audience there. So I think active valor is going to be, um, third and I think it's going to do like about, 11 million. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, Lorax, I'm going to say about, uh, I want to say 54. Cool. I like the ballpark you're in. Project X, I'm going to say 20 million. And then Active Valor, I'll say, uh, I'll say 14. 
Yeah, that's holding pretty well for Active Valor. And then, you know, things like Tim and Eric, I think, that it's been on video on demand. It's I mean, not those are specialty screens. labels, so you can't really – I don't even know what is the – what is the barometer for success for a film like that? Like, what, like, how think, the hell do you even judge it? Just getting made, I think, is a success. <laughs> Seriously, I, I think if it does like a million this weekend, it's you know, million, a couple million, it'll be really good. Uh, I think, I think most you're looking at like six hundred thousand. Yeah, or but something. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think, um, I don't think it's going to open to necessarily a million, or that would yeah. be like the cap, the top of what it's gonna, what it's gonna do. All right. Well, I think that'll about do it for this week's podcast. As always, give us a shout-out over on uh, iTunes. Give us a pro- some props over there. Bump up our ratings. Um, send us your reader email. Sorry we couldn't get it to it this week, but kind of busy hanging with Machete. <laughs> so maybe next time. But uh, email us at keepingitreal at IGN.com. And uh, thanks for listening.